born to be alive. Today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. I have a show today that is power-packed. You don't want to miss my monologue at the end, Born to be Alive. Wow, I was fired up with this monologue. Well, did you watch the football playoffs? I did. Loved it. Tom Brady, a winner. In fact, I ordered my Tampa Bay jersey. I hope I get it in time for the Super Bowl. But I want to ask you this. Have you ever wondered, how can God love me with all the bad things I've done? You know, before my day of change in life over 20 years ago, that was a question I asked myself all the time. How could God ever really love me? All the things that I did and, you know, I did anything to make a buck. In fact, I really encourage you to read my book, The Promoter. I've I've had a lot of people, a lot of good reviews. And uh, the number one thing they said, wow, Ron, we thought you were always a nice guy. We never knew you were such a, a goofball. But you know what? Goofballs are God's number one specialty because he likes to take those goofballs, the misfits, the sinners, the ones the world has given up on and do something with their life. Well, my guest today, he was a bad guy. Wow, he was a bad guy. He's going to tell you his story. Prison, life in prison. Wait, I want you to hear it from Tommy. Tommy's a good man now. He is doing a lot of good things in life, helping other people. But you sit back and you're going to be blessed when you hear from Tommy Letson. Tommy, good morning. How are you today? I'm blessed and highly favored in spite of myself. It just beats all I've ever seen. Amen. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, so before you tell your story, is God good? He is gooder than good. He's <laughs> he, he, gooder he than good. all I've ever seen. Well, before you knew God was good, you were you were running with the devil. You were in his playground. You were in his toy box. You were all over the place. Tell the listeners a little bit about who Tommy Letson was. Well, I have to use that word was in there because I'm no longer. And it's not by anything that I've done. It's all that he did in my life. I started doing drugs and drinking alcohol when I was 13 years old. I started at that time uh, looking for something. I was trying to feel something inside of me just to change the way I thought. I would be mad at my mom and I'd be mad with my dad. And my dad and mom had got that divorce when I, my sister and I were real young. So I started looking for other things. I ran around with a lot of people that were a lot older than myself because I was always pretty large for my age as far as height goes. And so I just kind of fell in with, with the wrong crowd. We would camp out at night when we were kids, and we would go to the bootleggers and we'd get stuff to drink, and then pot came into my life. And uh, you couldn't really smell it on my breath and stuff. And so I... Went to using marijuana at that time. 
Well, then as as I got older, I got into some people down in, my dad lived in South Florida. My mother lived in Conyers, Georgia. And uh, I would get mad at my mom and go live with my dad. So when I went to South Florida, I just followed the same kind of people that I was following up in Georgia. And it was kind of like on steroids. Uh, that's where all the, the stuff was coming from. And I met a lot of uh, important people down there that were uh, bringing stuff in and around. So I just fell right in with it. It humbles me today that I'm not that person anymore, that God had transformed me. I was 60 years old when I found this man called Jesus. Jesus spoke to me in a club in South Beach, Miami. We had just done one of the largest dope deals that I had ever been a part of, and everything went real smooth. The drivers were on time. The money was right. The weight was a little over. Everything went so perfect that I thought it was a bust, but it wasn't. So after it was all went went done and, and done, we went to this club. A buddy of mine had a club there, and we were doing drugs and stuff right off the table. Now, I had heard of God, but I wanted no part of him because I, I was running from him and didn't even realize it until I really met the real Jesus. The God that I knew was sitting up on a cloud with a spear and was waiting for me to mess up and hit, and then bam, he was, you know, he was going to take me out. That's what I thought it was, but it really wasn't. When we was doing the drugs and stuff and, al- and the alcohol in this club, band was playing, the music was blasting, everybody was coming by the table, and I was everybody's friend because I had the dope on the table. And I heard this voice. I really call it a hum. I can't really say it was a voice, but it was, it was a voice. It was... You know, words, I I never experienced anything like it. And I heard it, and it said, I love you. And when I heard that, I just just started like, what what was that? And so the two girls that I was with at the table with me at that time, I said, did you hear that? And so they were laughing and drinking and, and doing the things that you do in a club. And they said, how can you hear anything in here with all this commotion, the band playing lights, flashing people, dancing, hooping and hollering? And I said, ah. So I done me another line of cocaine and done me another shot of snops. And a few minutes later, ever how long it was between that time, I heard that voice again. And it said, I love you. That hum just, it just like, and I didn't say a word. I just kind of pushed back from the table. And Jen said to me, she said, Tommy, are you okay? Are you all right? Your whole composure is changing. And I said, did you, you didn't hear that. She said, Tommy, are you hearing voices? She said, it might be a word from the Lord. And God forgive me for this. But I said, I am the Lord. I need nobody else. God is for weak people. He don't exist. It's not real. She said, Tommy, slow down. You, 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 you've done enough. So I'd done another line of cocaine and done another shot of snops. And um, a few minutes after that, ever how long it was from the other two times that I had heard that voice, I heard that voice again. And that voice, small, still, just, it was louder than anything in there, but softer. So I, I couldn't understand it. And it said, I love you again. And so she looked at me and she said, Tommy, you hold composure. You're scaring me. And I said, okay, God, if this is a word from the Lord, let me know how I hear your voice in all this calamity. And that same voice that those other three times, counting that time, said, Joseph, my name is Joseph Thomas. 
He said, Joseph, when you hear the world, you hear the world from the outside in through your ears. When I speak to you, you hear me with your heart from the inside out. I said, oh, my God, this dude is real. What am I going to do now? Now I'm going to be held accountable for all this stuff that I've been doing. And I knew it. I just knew it. I could tell it in the inner fiber of myself. And and Jen said, Tommy, Tommy, since you said, y'all come over here and help me get, we got to get him out of here. Something's happening to him. Look at him. <laughs> so you're part, so you, I ran. You're, you're, <laughs> you ran. You ran from God. Your party was about to change. And, uh, it was, and I did. I was on steroids from then on after. I mean, I was. Uh, I had been to jail several times during this voyage up to this point in my life, and been to prison a couple of times. But when I got on these steroids and, and just started just going sure enough crazy. Tommy, when you say steroids, what do you mean? Real steroids? You were taking steroids? No, real. I mean, I was just wide open like I was on steroids because I I went. I went into more sin than I had ever been in my life, and 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 I knew I was running from God, and I figured I could if I could put enough dope, enough alcohol, and enough women in my in that hold, whatever was missing inside of me, that I was trying to fill it with all this stuff, and so I went at it doing more dope than I'd ever done, wow. drinking more than I'd ever drank, more women than I'd ever had, because I was everybody's friend because I had the dope. So, Tommy, um, we've got to take a break. And when we come back, we want to continue with that. But then we want to hear about your escapades in prison and the life sentence. So we're going to take a break. And listeners, I'll be back with Tommy Letson in just a minute. A man that was sentenced to life in prison with 25 years added on to it. We're going to hear about that story and what God's plan was for him right after the break. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. This is Ron Myers. It is finished. My book, The Promoter. It took me three years and, well, my story, it is a wild story. I will share things that I have never shared with anyone from my childhood to my days as a promoter. I did anything to make a buck. I was hungry for attention and publicity. I really wasn't a good person. Sex, drugs, and money was driving me. But something happened on the road to become a millionaire. I ran into God. My story is written for you. As you read the book, God will speak to you through the pages. And your dreams will come alive and hope will be restored. Check out my book, The Promoter. It's available on my website, thepromoter.org, or online at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and iTunes. You can never fall too
Listeners, welcome back. On the phone with me is Tommy Letson, a man that um, was on a, wow, a wild train of drugs, cocaine, everything. Heard the voice of God, but instead of running to God, he ran from God. And Tommy, before the break, you were just saying that you were just about ready to go to prison. Now, what did you go to prison for, for the, the one where you got the life sentence with 25 years added to it? I got that sentence because I had multiple trafficking charges and smuggling charges that I had. Uh, I was buying and selling drugs and uh, just doing all kinds of stuff. Well, they told me if I pled guilty that they would give me a life sentence. They said if I pled not guilty, they was going to give me life in 25. So what's the difference? You know, so I went to a jury trial. I got found guilty. I was guilty. And I went to prison. And when I got to prison, I just was doing the same thing in prison that I was doing on the streets, pretty much. But it was just a different uh, situations and stuff. I got in there, and Georgia prison system, then they stopped you from smoking. You couldn't smoke cigarettes in there anymore. And so you could make more money selling tobacco than you could drugs, really, you know, because old people in there with life sentences and stuff which I was in all level five camps, It uh, all they had to do was drink coffee and smoke cigarettes. That's what they lived for. So I just fell into that. Well, I had got in trouble for selling tobacco and stuff and fighting, and I had got put into to the hole. I was in the hole, and a guy had got locked up that was selling the tobacco for me in the prison. And so I was mad at him. He, they put him in the cell next to me, and I was fussing at him. And so I drawed back and I kicked the Bible. And when I kicked the Bible, it hit the wall and it opened up. And I was using the pages of the Bible to roll up cigarettes. God forgive me. And, <laughs> and wait, wait just a minute. I'm going to get this. I, I get this straight. You were taking the pages of the Bible and using yes. that as rolling paper. And so you were smoking the word of God. <laughs> I was smoking the word of God in a literal sense. But I, and, and this is what's so amazing about this. I call this my transitional scripture because this is where my walk with the Lord really started. When I kicked that Bible and it went to the wall and it bounced back and it opened up to the book of Romans, Romans 8, 18, and it's King James Version and King and the King James Version, uh, Romans 8, 18. And I, I just looked at the book and it was like it just opened up and the pages flipped like it just, you know, something moved it. And I, when I looked down, the first thing that I saw was Romans 8 and then Romans 8, 18. And it said, for I reckon. And that word reckon just blew off the page like panoramic, like sitting in a theater, like reckon. And I was like, what in the world? And I rubbed my eyes and I, I looked at it again and it said, for I reckon. And the word reckon just blew off the page again. I said, oh, Lord, I'm having flashbacks. I'm losing my mind. You know, I'm going crazy. What is going on? And so it threw me like into a self inventory of my life. And I remembered that that word, word reckon. My mother, like I said, my mom and dad had got a divorce early in my in my life and stuff. And so my grandmother did most of the raising, you know, when I was at home uh, in Conyers, Georgia. And all of a sudden, when I that word reckon, I remember when I was a small, small child, she'd say, "I reckon you better get in this yard, boy, or I reckon you better clean your room." 
Oh yeah, I reckon you better go cut me a switch, which I heard a lot of that back in my <laughs> younger days. <laughs> so that <laughs> word reckon brought something to you and you felt exactly. God that God was yes. he was coming. So this was this the point then you finally surrendered to God? That's when I started surrendering. The scripture says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Wow. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, and and I spoke this now. I said, oh, my goodness. I'm speaking this out loud in, in the hole. And I said, what if I called my grandmother, Mama Jack, and uh, uh, friends called her Jack, and her real name was Nettie, Nettie Young, but uh, they called her Jack. So I called her Mama Jack. I said, what if Mama Jack knew all the horrible things that I have done and where I was at? Wow. And that same voice that I heard way back then in South Florida, sitting in that club that I was running from, said she does. Wow. So here you and are. That, and, and, and Tommy, that was what, six years ago, seven years ago? It was. Yes. Yes. And you yes. are now you are uh, we we're running short on time. So we want to tell listeners right now, tell listeners what's life been like for you now that you are free and you are living your destiny. What's your life like? Everything that was upside down is right side up. I thought everything that was upside down was right then. But then once the Lord came into my life, when I got out of prison, I went straight back into that same lifestyle. The last two years that I was in prison, I got a reduced sentence. They lowered it down to 60 and I got to make parole. They turned around and my mother died. My daddy died. An uncle who was just like my daddy died. My sister, uh, half-sister Susan, overdosed and died. And my wife got killed coming to see me in prison on visitation day. So a drunk driver hit her head on and killed her. And so when I got out of prison, I had nothing. I had nobody. I didn't know what to do. This God thing was in me. I was feeling peace, and I was wanting to search him out. But I got out and started doing the same thing again. And then all of a sudden, I call it a ping, a light come on or something. And I said, I'm on parole for the rest of my life now. If I get caught, and I will get caught eventually, then I'm going to spend the rest of my life without the possibility of parole if I ever go back to prison for this stuff again. So I went into a place called Seven Springs Ministry, which was a rehab here. And I got banned from the state of Georgia. One of the conditions of my parole was that I would leave the state of Georgia and not return, which all that's been redone now. I can go back there now. Believe it or not, God, praise Jesus for that. Turned around and went in there, and it was a year program. So I went through the year program. I graduated. They asked me to stay on staff, I st- and I became staff. Stayed there for a couple of years after that, and then left there and went with a company called Self Recovery, picking people up and carrying them uh, to detox. And when I would get, we would carry them there to detox five to nine days, and if they wanted to go into aftercare, we would help them get into aftercare. I did that for a year, and then uh, now I'm at a place called Our Father's Arms, Bob McLeod's place here in Jacksonville, Alabama, and working with recovering addicts. Wow, not, that is not, that that that. that is, that is awesome. That is awesome. And and I'm sorry I can't uh, go into too much more because we're just about out of time. Uh, Tommy, yes. uh, is there redemption there for anyone that has done bad things in their life? Does God, can God still use them? 
God can use them. We through much suffering we enter in. He takes all that garbage we in Revelations twelve and eleven it says, By the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony is how they Amen. overcome. It takes the broken to lead the broken to confound the wise. Been there, done that, got a t shirt. God is real, <laughs> God is love, and uh I'm happy. <laughs> you are. You happy. are happy. You are a happy camper. One last thing before I let you go. How do you get the hell out of your life? How do you get the hell out of your life? You trust in him. You read your word. And you let him love the hell right out of you. <laughs> so well put. Tommy Letson, thank you for taking some time and sharing your story with us today. God bless your brother. And we'll be have to come back and do a follow-up because your story is absolutely fascinating. Thank you, brother. I appreciate y'all so much. I'm humbled at the opportunity to share my story. Boy, what a story from Tommy Letson. Up next, my monologue, Born to be Alive. Does God speak to us today? If so, what does he sound like? Thundering roars? Crashing waves? A booming megaphone? Maybe sometimes, but maybe it's not quite as Hollywood dramatic as all that. Maybe it's a little more simple. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. In the midst of all the noise and questions, God is speaking and we can hear his voice. We just need to learn to recognize it. So what does he sound like? He sounds like love, like reconciliation, like kindness, wisdom, hope, truth. Do you know those sounds? Then maybe you hear his voice more often than you think. Maybe you're being led by him more than you realize. Maybe God is speaking to you and you actually are listening. You just didn't know it. Would you like to get the hell out of your life? Would you like to live a life with peace and purpose? We can help you. Simply go to our website, thepromoter.org, and download your free copy of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. This free resource will encourage, empower, and inspire you to become the person God created you to become. It's time to get the hell out of your life and discover your divine destiny. Now... Back to Ron. Yes, we were born to be alive. I want you to go back with me to your young 20s, out of high school, out of college, and you had the world by its tail. You were born to be alive. Dreams were beginning to be manifested in your life. All the things that you wanted to do, whether it be a relationships or new business or job opportunities, and you were dreaming and the opportunities were just endless and you had no fear of failure. You saw your dreams and you pursued them. You knew you were born to be alive and make a difference in this world. And now in 2021, 
What has happened to this world? We were born to be alive, but yet the world has sent this poisonous dart into the lives of the believers and has lulled them asleep with fame, with money, with everything that you think is going to make you happy. But instead of making you alive, it is a slow, creepy death because now you don't dream anymore. You have fear. You are locked in a prison of fear. You're afraid that you may lose what you have. You have fear because the president that you wanted is not in office or the president that is in office is going to take away some of your freedoms. No, God created you to be alive, alive with faith, alive with opportunity, alive with hope, because if you are with God, there is nothing in the the world that can separate you from his love, from his power, from his plan for your life. You were born to be alive. And right now you need to understand more than ever that the lies of the world that are causing you to have fear and living in this prison of doubt, of uncertainty, of being unsure of life and worry is not from God is from the antichrist spirit. And God is saying to you today, right now, you were born, you were born to be alive. You've got a plan. You've got a purpose. You've got opportunity out there in front of you. Walk out of that prison of fear, throw those shoulders back and declare to the world. I was born to be alive. I was born to make a difference in this world. Friends, when you are with God, there is nothing that can come against you. Jesus said, in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart because I have overcome them. That's right. It is the spirit of God that comes into us and gives us a new life. And we are born alive again. We begin to see the world through the eyes of God and the new life in us brings opportunities and solutions. We, with God, will change this world and not through a political party. Today, we have to remind ourselves we were born to be alive. I want you to just say that to yourself right now. I was born to be alive. This is the greatest time for those of us that believe in God because we were born to be alive. Yes, friends, we were born to be alive. And you can tell I was a little bit excited today because I see far too many people not dreaming any longer. They have a dead spirit. They don't take chances. They don't take risks. They don't laugh. They don't even smile much anymore. And so this week, remind yourself, you were born to be alive. You were born with a plan and a purpose and a destiny, and no one can take that away from you. And you become alive again when you allow God to open that heart and let him breathe in a life that only he can give you. Good days are ahead for those that come alive with the spirit of God. God bless you. I look forward to visit with you again next week. Visit my website, thepromoter.org, for some inspirational materials.
Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.